Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. So y'all, my anniversary is coming up and it is year 15. What can I say about year 15? What have I learned in the 15 years of marriage? I've learned a lot. And I just want to share some of my thoughts about what I've learned. Now, listen, let me give this disclaimer. I am not trying to or this is not an attempt to give marital advice to anyone. Uh, Anything that I share in this episode today is just basically things that I have learned that have worked and that have not worked in my marriage. Um, I'm not perfect. None of us are. Right. And I don't believe that there's any perfect marriage out there either. I think what makes marriage a beautiful thing is having two people that are willing to be intentional and work at a common goal. And that is to be together and treat each other right and to show each other the love of God through the grace and the patience that we extend to each other daily. I've heard so many different things about marriage, like cute little sayings, um, you know, marriage be hard or um, uh, we over me. And yes, I'm, I'm quoting books here because these are these are books that have, you know, that are about couples written by couples about just the journey that they have been on. Right. And sometimes we can see uh, a couple on social media and be like relationship goals right even you know that's a that's a book too um but we see these couples on uh on social media and we just think like oh my gosh they just they're just the perfect couple everything is like perfect and then they share their testimony and you realize they're no different than you the difference is or the difference may be that these two people at some point in their life was like, you know what, I'm in this for the long haul with you. And yeah, we have had our ups and downs, but I'm I'm going to ride with you till the wheels fall off. Like we end this together. Uh, I've shared this on the podcast before, I believe, um, but it was a statement that I heard uh, given by Dr. Creflo Dollar years ago. And he said that, one of the reasons why marriages don't succeed is because either one or both parties were selfish. And if Anthony was <laughs> with me right now, uh, he would say, Hannah, don't say that because you're going to offend people. And if I've offended anybody, I apologize. Um, at the same time, I do believe that there's a lot of truth in that statement, though. And here's why. Because at the end of the day, for a marriage to work, both people have to work it. Both people have to be in it. It can't be one person fighting for the marriage for it to work out while the other one is not. And you expect to see success because eventually that person's going to have burnout. And it really does take a certain type of person not to burn out from something like that and to keep going and to like, that's really a strong believer to keep going um, and not see a change, but just know like prayer can change things like, Lord, I know that you're working, but you know, it's that person, they are really in the trenches by themselves. And if 
at some point, if the other person doesn't eventually turn around or, you know, change and start working the marriage too, then it's going to dissipate. Did I say that word right? I was trying to say it's like, it's going to dissolve. It's going to diminish. It's going to go away. <laughs> but like, seriously, y'all know, y'all know what I'm saying, right? And so that's why I believe that there is truth to that statement that when marriages don't succeed, it's because either one or both parties were being selfish. And now let me let me break down the selfish part, right? Because what happens is and why it's selfish is, is that at some point, one party or both parties was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. And that's a selfish statement. There's nothing wrong with it, but truth is truth. It's not that you can't do it anymore. You now no longer want to because you can. You can try to hang in there, right? You can try to work at it if both are willing. Like I said, it's very hard for one person to be willing and to be fighting by themselves because you're you're doing double duty right when you're in a marriage where you're the only one that's trying to be intentional that's trying to make things work because not only are you fighting against the workers of iniquity and you know the like we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities right because the the enemy is real um and he the bible tells us that he roams like a roaring lion seeking who he can devour and destroy so you already have the enemy coming against you with everything that he has to break you down but then on top of that you're fighting with your spouse because your spouse is giving up your spouse no longer has a dog in the fight your spouse is no longer fighting so you are fighting for your spouse and against your spouse because you're like come on get in this with me and so that can become a lot over time and so I commend those who don't give up and keep going and I commend those who get to the point where like you know what maybe we just need some time apart um okay Hannah where are you going with this you're you're talking about year 15 what about you and Anthony I say all that to say this that Anthony and I do not have a perfect marriage because there it doesn't exist, right? Um, you're never really going to hit perfection because there's always going to be room for improvement. I talked about this the other day in an episode. Um, but what I have learned is, is that it is important for you to never stop studying your spouse. That's one of the first lessons that I have learned in 15 years. Never stop studying your spouse because your spouse is changing and you are changing. And some of the things that they liked or that they did or that they enjoy are not necessarily the same things that they like, did and enjoy now. And if you're not paying attention, eventually one day you're going to be like, who am I married to? Now, that hasn't happened to me um and I don't want that to happen to me but what has happened is is that little things um that I was not being intentional or paying attention to uh were happening that showed me that you know Anthony was changing like let's just take his favorite snacks for example 
and Anthony always gets on me about this or not. When, and when I say gets on me, I'm like, he, he makes fun of me. Right. Because, um, I have a tendency to be a creature of habit sometimes. And so does he. Right. And that's the reason why, like for me, I'm, I'm like, but I've seen you eat these. Like, I, I know that you like them. So when we first got married, Anthony used to love Lay's barbecue chips. And because I am, and I'm not trying to boast myself up, but I consider myself to be a very thoughtful person. A lot of times whenever I would go to the store, I would always grab something or you grab something I know that he likes. And so Lay's barbecue chips is what I would bring him back and be like, oh, I got you surprised, right? And I remember one of the first times that I did that, um, he was like, oh, thank you. I was like, you don't want them? He was like, it's, it's not that I don't. He's just like, I don't really like them like that anymore. I'm like, since when? I just saw you eat a bit. He was like, yeah, but I don't necessarily want it all the time. And so then I saw him eating, what is it? The garden salsa um, chips, sun, sun chips. And I used to go to the store and buy that all the time. And then after a while, it was like, uh, I don't really like those anymore. Like, what? Why do you keep changing? And it's almost as if I wanted him to, like, have this favorite snack all the time so that I could just, like, get them when I'm at the store and not have to put thought on it. And, and this is what I'm saying. Like, study your spouse. It's because it was, like, for me it became, um, oh, well, I know that he likes this. Like, I don't even have to think about it. Let me just get this. Instead of me asking him, hey, what are your new snacks now? Have your, have your, have your taste changed? Like, it wasn't me being intentional to say, like, I intentionally want to surprise you by bringing home your new favorite snack. It was like, to me, it, again, I'm a creature of habit, so I got just got into the routine of when I'm at the store, I'm gonna grab him some chips, or I'm gonna grab him some um, Oreo thin uh, lemon or lemon Oreo. What are they called? You you guys know it's the thin lemon Oreos. Grab him some of those because he loves the lemon, um, the lemonades by the Girl Scouts. And so when it's not Girl Scout season, because that's only in January and February, well, January through March, that you can get those. Um, but he says that the lemon Oreos, the thin ones, that they're very similar to that. So I would get those. But my point in saying that is, is that instead of me just studying him and like seeing for myself, like, oh, OK, he's changed. He doesn't necessarily like this chips anymore or he doesn't necessarily like chips at all. He actually is indulging in cookies or he's not indulging in any type of sweets at all. He's eating more healthy. So he likes smoothies. I should go to Smoothie King or I should go to, you know, what I'm saying like just to study him because studying your spouse is intentionality and things that they're not even asking you for or saying like hey can you get this for me they'll just they're just talking to you you guys are having conversation and they mention something that they were looking at or something that they want and you can just go you know what just because because you mentioned this and I want to just love on you today I'm gonna get that for you I have learned that that's something that's important and it and your spouse doesn't even have to have like gifts doesn't even have to be like their top love language, but it's just the intentionality. It's the, I'm studying you. And the word of God even says to, to know, um, uh, oh my gosh, now I can't even quote the scripture, but it, it tells you that, uh, to, 
to act uh, according to knowledge with your spouse. Like you're supposed to act out like what you know about them. And because we change and we evolve, if you study them, then you'll always know. You know, it's just like with a doctor. Yes, they go off to a four-year institution, um, you know, graduate program, and they graduate as a doctor. They have a residency to do, but ever so often they have tests to stay up with the times because medicine is ever evolving and technology is ever changing. So you can't rely on what you learned in a book. 20 years ago so much has changed there's new diseases there's new cures there's new medicines there's new remedies so it's important for them to constantly read you know articles or to up their knowledge so that they can properly diagnose um or properly look up research for something and it's the same thing in our marriage we have to continue to study one another i and that's what i had to to learn and so that's one of the things that I've learned in the 15 years is, is that it's important for me to study and not become complacent or not to fall on, you know, familiarity, not to rest in that, but to be active. You know, love is an action. It's it's a verb. I've said this before, like it's not just based off of emotions because emotions change. But when you actively love somebody you're going to do things to show that you love them. And one of the ways that you show that is to know them because now they feel seen. And that's another thing that I've learned. It's important to make your your spouse feel seen and heard. Creating safe spaces for my spouse is so important to me because I know especially, and, and when I say I know, um, I know it as a black woman in America who is married to a black man who is raising a black son that it is important to create a safe environment where they can be vulnerable and truly be themselves and not feel like they are being scrutinized because when they go out of the four walls of uh, the safety of our home everything is against them you know um and yes, we walk by faith and not by sight. And we know that if God is for us, who can be against us? We, we know all these things, right? At the same time, it's like you go out here and you still have to face the world. You have to face the world. You have to face their scrutiny. You have to face their judgments and their different treatments of you. Yes, can you still walk with your head held high? Can you still walk knowing that you are a child of God and that God's got you covered? Yes, but it doesn't make it any less true that you know that there's some people in this world who look at you differently just because of the color of your skin and there's nothing that you can hide or do about it like this is the skin I'm in and so I've learned that it's important for me to create safe spaces I've learned that it's important for me to be a place of peace for him I've learned that it's important for me to be a listening ear and actively listen not just listen to respond or to have a solution or to have a plan for him but to listen and to hear him and to to, to hear his thoughts and what he's thinking about and and to be able to respond with intentionality and with empathy and with you know compassion I've learned that that's not something that I knew in the beginning you know um, as a matter of fact I didn't I was not making myself 
as um, available to him to have conversations, especially when children came. It was like, you don't see these kids that I got to go take care of. I don't have time to talk about this right now. (laughs) But I've I've learned how important it is now. Um, I've also I I will admit um, and just being completely transparent, but it also took me realizing that I didn't have it for myself. Um, and that it's wrong for me to want it for myself and not give it to him. Like I'm wanting him to hear me. I'm wanting him to see me. I'm wanting him to create a safe space. Okay. Well, this is where the Bible says to do unto others as you would have them do unto you and to love your neighbor as you love yourself. So your husband is your neighbor. And if you want him to do this for you, then you should be doing that for him and not just doing it for him so it can be reciprocated back to you, but to be a cheerful giver and do it because he deserves that as a human being. And more importantly, as your spouse, he deserves that from you. Right. This is me talking to myself. I'm not saying it to you guys. I'm just sharing. Um, but yeah, I've I've had to learn the importance of being a place of peace creating a safe space and making sure that he feels seen and heard by me because that's the other thing right it's very important that he feels these things from me um because it's from me that he wants to get it another person can be there for him and talk to him and it can fill his cup it's not to say that it doesn't it can fill his cup but just because it fills his cup is that's not necessarily where he wanted his cup to be filled and so I have to be mindful of that that I am the one filling his cup, that I am the one that not to say that other people can't pour into him, but as his wife, it's important to him that he is seen and heard by me. And therefore, it should be important to me as well. Um, something else that I have learned in 15 years is, is that communication is not only key, but it is necessary for you to stay on top of and to learn the new trends (laughs) and what I say what I mean by that is is like learn that there are different ways that you can communicate um, and that communication within itself of a relationship evolves and you have to be aware of that you know what I'm saying Um, it can't just be about how you want to to handle the conversation all the time. Like for me, I'm a processor, you know, um, and not only am I a processor, but it, because I'm processing, sometimes it does take me a little bit longer to get my thoughts out because I'm processing them as I'm thinking about them because I want to be mindful of my words. I really hate being misunderstood. So I try, or I do my best to speak with as much clarity as I can. And I, you know, also in the back of my mind be worrying about offending folks so I'm like watching my words as they're leaving my mouth to make sure that it's not taking offense but I've also learned that even no matter how well you speak the truth in love if a person chooses to get offended by it they just gonna be offended by it right it doesn't matter what you do differently but um you know I've just learned that with communication that it's important to really actively listen Um, but also to allow space for silence. Um, I don't need to respond right away. Maybe Anthony may feel differently about that, but I feel like sometimes you got to give room for thought. 
sometimes you got to give room to really process what's being said and not be so quick to answer. What does the word of God say? It says, you know, be quick to hear, slow to speak and slow to anger. You got to be quick to hear sometimes and slow to speak because sometimes you could speak too quickly, too rashly. Um, you could be your words could be based off of emotions that you're feeling in the moment. And it's something that you really probably need to process so that you don't disregard how your words may affect the person after they left your mouth because even though you can apologize the words were still heard the words still took effect and you know it could do some damage and we got to be mindful of that so I've I've also learned that effective communication is key like it's not just like I'm a great communicator no are you a good are you an effective communicator are are the things that you're saying being understood by the other party with clarity and no ambiguity. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, that's something else that I have learned. I've also learned uh, through therapy, especially within this last year um, of my marriage, is that it's important for me to not suppress. And this is another communication thing. But like a lot of times, it I have like push my feelings aside just for sake of keeping peace. Uh, but I'm not very good at hiding my emotions. Like Anthony will always know when something is bothering me because it either shows up in my face and my shoulders in the tone and whatever, like it, I can't really hide it. And that has caused a problem. So it's always um, remembering that, Hey, even if this is a minute situation, like express it, but just be mindful of how you're expressing it. So communication I, in 15 years, y'all, I, I think every year I am going to talk about how important communication is in a relationship. Like it's it's super important to and that's what I've learned. That may not be the same for everybody's marriage, but I know for mine, um, Communication was a big thing this year in this last year for us. Uh, it was just actively working on our communication, like really being intentional about it and, and talking things out and getting through it. Um, another thing that I've known is, is that it's important to not look at what other people are doing. Right. And, and I know you guys are probably saying, well, Hannah, that's obvious. You know what I'm saying? But no, like for real, for real. I, you know, again, we have these little sayings out there, like relationship goals, power couple, all this stuff. And these are things that we admire and things that we want our own relationship to be. And what I have definitely learned in year 15 is, is that this is the Jenkins way of married life. And this is how we do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and be okay with that. Be okay that not everybody is going to completely understand your relationship, but it's not meant for them to understand it because it's your relationship. And I, I've had to realize that, that I have to be okay with other people not necessarily understanding how we function or how we do things. This is what work for, works for us. And the truth of the matter is, is that it's it's not always like what's working for us, but we're working the situation to see how good it is for us. Like we have to figure that dynamic out and we're doing it together because 
in this relationship and in, in our marriage, it is threefold. It is Anthony, myself and God, you know, and so nobody else matters in that dynamic, not even our children, because our children are considered other people. Right. And that I will also say that is also something that I have learned even more in this in, in the 15 years is, is that, yo, as much as y'all love your kids and you're doing for your kids and you trying to spend family time and create these memories and create these safe environments so that they grow into healthy, well-rounded adults, you still got to make time for y'all like date night, date day time together is very important because one day these children are going to up and leave. And then you're left with your spouse. And I say it that way because it's like, that's how you may feel. I've heard too many couples talk about how when they became empty nesters, it was like they had to reintroduce themselves because it was like, who am I married to? But that takes me back to the first thing that I said that I've learned in 15 years is that I have to constantly study my husband. If you're not constantly studying your spouse and constantly making time. And when I say constantly, I'm not saying like that's all you do, but like it has to be like intentional that you're making time for each other. And and I'll admit it that Anthony and I, we that is something that we are still working on, because especially in this current season in our lives, our lives have been more focused on what the kids need and want. That we, you know, we make time for all the things because we make time for our business. We make time for for the kids. We make time for all this stuff that we do. Our calendar is filled. And I'd have to say, like, I can't count these past two months because uh, they've been out of town. But like prior to them going out of town, I can't even tell you that if I looked if I looked at our calendar for the month of let's see uh, the month of February. No, I can't count February because, okay, so here, this is, this is a prime example of what I'm talking about, right? In the month of February, Anthony and I had like one date night. And the only reason why we had that date night was because we were hosting the marriage night out event at our church. And that is the only time that we went out in the month of February. Now, January, we did a little bit better, but February, no. And so it's just like, no. We have to put ourselves on the calendar. We have to make sure that we're making time for us and that our relationship is strong. So year 50, in 15 years, I have learned that that is very important. It's very significant and that that's not something that we can just push off to the side anymore. We have to be intentional with that. So, yeah, in 15 years, I have learned that it is so important to be intentional in your marriage, to show up every day for my marriage and to to study my husband and to make sure that I am constantly working on communication and and making sure that that is a safe space safe environment for us to always feel like we can be authentic and and vulnerable with one another uh, and talk to one another and tell each other what's going on because a lot of times we can, you know, we see the other spouse as being the strong one. And sometimes we don't realize that they too have weaknesses. It's like, you know, this, you know, that like, oh yeah, they have their issues. They have things that they go through as well. But because they're always the rock, 
they're always the the strong one it's like sometimes we can overlook that so it is important for for me anyways because like I said this is this is what I've learned I've just learned that it is important to study my husband to make sure that I'm creating a safe space um and allowing him to be seen and heard and to you know make sure that I'm being intentional like that that's it like I I don't know if there's these new things that you learn I mean I tell y'all when I'm approaching year 16 but in year 15 I know that communication has been a solid thing that I am constantly working on and I think that's it too by this year I've realized you know what you're always going to be working on communication if you want your marriage to be successful you can't just feel like you've reached a plateau with it. Like, oh, okay, we good. We don't need to improve anywhere. No, you're always improving. Always. It's it's not going to be perfect. There's always going to be, with each season, that's another thing that I have learned in 15 years. With each season that comes with our lives, there's always something new that's going to push us. There's always something new that's going to challenge us. And it is whether or not we are still in it for the long run. And and that's what I believe. I just believe that if the two people are in it for the long run and they're just like, I got you. You know, Anthony and I, we listen to this song and I've quoted it to you guys before. But there's a verse in the song that says, or what's well, the chorus of the song, let's go dancing in the minefields and let's go sailing in the storm. The truth of the matter is, is that there's always going to be a storm. It's either you're in a storm, you're coming out of a storm, or you're about to go into one. And at the end of the day, I just need to know that my spouse is going to go sailing in the storm with me because we know the storm is going to come, right? Are you going to be there manning the ship with me? You know what I'm saying? And fighting our way through the storm. Are you going to be with me when we're walking through the the minefields? You know what I'm saying? And got each other's back. Are, are we both in it to protect each other's hearts? Are we both in it to be there and to show up for one another? That's, that's what I've learned in the 15 years is that when you do that, and you have to do it daily, you know, daily we have to deny ourselves, right? And daily we have to die and deny ourselves in our marriages too. And I'll go into that a little bit more on another episode what that means to die to self in marriage because even I've heard Pastor Natalie Todd uh say this as well she was just like it you know you have to die and I think a lot of people are afraid of that because they feel like dying to self means that they're denying their feelings or they're putting their feel they're sacrificing how they feel and it's 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 more than that it's just it's the whole concepts of we over me. When I win, we lose. When I lose, we win. And that's what Anthony and I say in our marriage. We say when I lose, we win. But when I win, we lose. It's the whole concept of we over me. You know, the concept of that in order for this to work, we do have to deny self because it's going to be selflessness that's going to bring us success. So anyways, I hope you guys got something out of this episode today. Like I said, I just wanted to share some of the things that I have learned in the 15 years of being married. Um, marriage is a beautiful thing. At the same time, it does take work. And it takes work of the two people who are in the marriage. 
not just one person. And so if there's anything that I leave you guys with today is just remember that it is a sacrifice um, and it is choosing each day to love each other unconditionally and to cover one another in love you know holding no grudges yeah you get hurt you talk about it you hurt me but don't hold on to that grudge and work through whatever hurt is there be open and honest about it like hey what you said hurt me and it's gonna take me some time to heal from it and I need you to be patient with me it's like being real real with each other but anyways like I said I hope you guys got something out of the episode today it is always my prayer that you do please continue to send your listener letters into hannahsworld00 at gmail.com or connect with me at on instagram at hannahsworld00 until next time peace out world (laughs) 